The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Hello, everybody. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, here on Webmaster Radio. And uh, today I'm continuing my series of interviews with thought leaders in the field of landing page optimization. And I am very glad to have a fellow author and uh, CEO of Closed Loop Marketing and the author of Web Design for ROI, Lance Loveday, with me. Hi, Lance. How you doing, Tim? Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, how are things up in the Sacramento area? Uh, great. Uh, hot in the summer, as you'd expect, but uh, everything's going well. It's a dry heat. <laughs> That's what they say, <laughs> sure. Uh, well, well, welcome to the show. I, I know that, uh, as, as I mentioned, you're one of those uh, masochistic people that also decided to write a book on, on the subject of conversion improvement. And uh, I think we're, there's a very small group of us because we have a uh, most people have a much lower pain threshold than that. But um, in any case, I, I know you, you think a lot about landing page optimization. Could you tell the uh, folks, you know, kind of a little bit about your background and, you know, what closed loop marketing does? Sure. Uh, just by way of my background, I started my career in uh, politics, actually, <laughs> which turned out to be a great training for a career in marketing because that's essentially what what you're doing uh, in politics. It, it just you just happen to be marketing a, a person instead of a, a product or a service. Uh, uh, well, as Seth Godin, uh, go book titles. Uh, Seth Godin has a book entitled "All Marketers Are Liars," so all politicians are liars. So it kind of makes sense <laughs> that you go together. <laughs> That's a good tie-in. That's uh, pretty close to the truth uh, as well. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I burned out pretty fast on that job, as, as a lot of people do in politics. I, I made it about a year and then had an opportunity to jump out and uh, go corporate uh, and worked in-house at HP for about five years. And that was, you know, in the late 90s when the Internet was just coming on strong and was fortunate enough to be the manager for one of the major websites for HP at a time before they came down with uh, their very restrictive design guidelines and uh, before everyone was looking over your shoulder and second-guessing you. So I got to learn a ton uh, about what works and what doesn't online and uh, just developed a real passion for it and seemed to have uh, an intuitive sense for usability and uh, in online marketing, uh, got to get a lot of experience with GoTo.com at the time, one of the first uh, paid search engines, um, and then you know jumped out, to, went to join the startup for a while, and ultimately started closed loop marketing to uh, focus exclusively on on search initially, um, and then. You know, once we'd maxed out search, clients started asking, well, how do we get more? How do we get more? And so started turning our attention to landing pages as the, the obvious next step and, and just seeing huge gains, as I know you have with, with many of your clients over time. And it just it felt like this 
secret that we knew that other people hadn't uh, figured out yet. And so we started combining you know, really effective search campaigns with highly effective landing pages and just blowing the doors off the competition. And uh, so we've gone deeper with that, and, and that led to the book over time. Is uh, In the military, they call these force multipliers. I mean, most people just focus on pushing the one lever, which is get me more traffic. Uh, and that's one way to make more money. The other, of course, is to make the traffic more effective. So if you get a 5x traffic increase and a 5x conversion increase, that's 25x impact. And uh, we like those kind of things as well. And as, as you know, we, we started out in pay-per-click marketing and at site tuners and moved into landing page optimization. So it seems to be a natural progression. Uh, would you agree that there's kind of harder and harder to squeeze more juice out of just PPC and getting more traffic? Um, in, in some cases, you know, at the same time, we sure run across a lot of campaigns that uh, have not been very well optimized uh, or, or updated to take advantage of some of the new features that uh, AdWords and the other platforms offer. So I, I feel like there's room to run really on both sides for for a lot of companies. You know, better front end optimization and uh, back end. You know, on the landing page side as well. Yeah, fair enough. I guess we're seeing kind of a disproportionate sample because most of the folks coming to us already have well-established large-scale PPC programs, and they've done all the usual stuff. They've tested their ad copy. They've done the long-tail keyword research, and and uh, it's just getting more and more competitive, and they're running out of ways to, to drive growth. Certainly the case for, for more sophisticated advertisers. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, well, great. So, I, and so basically, closed-loop marketing, as your name says, you, you do search, conversion, and analytics and tying all of that together. I know that uh, you work with quite a few e-commerce clients, and what I thought we'd talk about on the show today was um, the e-commerce focus of how do you basically get the most out of a catalog? Let's put it um, more narrowly than just e-commerce because you could have single product uh pages or subscription-based services, that's all e-commerce too, but specifically catalogs. Uh, do you think there's some low-hanging fruit in fixing catalogs? Uh, I do, and uh, we have done a lot of work with e-commerce lately, and I've been amazed at uh, how often with e-commerce uh, the platform is an inhibitor for our clients. You know, we'll come up with an idea for you know, hey, let's put together new custom landing pages, and their platform just makes it prohibitively difficult in a lot of cases, and that's that's been frustrating for us. Um, but where we can go in and, and make the changes uh, and really have more control over that user experience, yeah, we've seen uh, some great gains from seemingly simple changes. You know, as, as you know, you hear a lot with landing page optimization, you know, it's the, little, the little things that end up making the big difference sometimes. And certainly we've seen that on, on product pages, uh, for example. And um, I have uh, some favorites, uh, sites that I have that I think just exemplify some best practices for uh, for product pages in particular. Right, well, let's uh, come back to I, that in a second. Those? I want to touch on something that you'd uh, said, though, which is that how often, and this is a pet peeve of mine too, how often the actual e-commerce platform is the inhibitor to growth. I, uh, we've seen that as well, and if it's a very kludgy cart or a very kludgy content management system, then you're precluded from even trying some ideas in your test that could result in huge gains. So they could 
it would be an understatement to say it's very important to get a very flexible, customizable, extendable uh, platform on which to build your catalog because if, you're, if you can't test it, then you're locked into this fossilized relic that's not going to change with the times. Yeah, we completely agree with that. And, uh, you know, to go back to your point, it's sort of a, a force multiplier. I, the platform for e-commerce companies itself becomes a force multiplier. Uh, for those uh, companies that have that more nimble, uh, agile kind of a platform, uh, they can do so much more beyond uh, the things we're talking about, beyond landing page testing and so on. Uh, but, I mean, all kinds of, of capabilities and uh, efficiencies that you can have with uh, with a well-built platform. And, yeah, uh, and, you know, I think that uh, most people short-sightedly kind of focus on the cost of the platform or the cost of the software or the cost of the, the hosting of it. And, and I think those direct costs pale in comparison to the opportunity cost of lost revenue if you're not able to test on an ongoing basis. Would you agree with that? Uh, the problem in a lot of cases, and uh, I've been amazed that some people who are spending 100000 200000 more every month on paid search, for example, balk at spending twenty or $30,000 one time to upgrade their card, even though they're going to get a multiplier on that investment and in a very fast time to return. For whatever reason, people just bucket that 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 infrastructure investment uh, differently in their minds than they do the ongoing media spend. Um, and so, uh, yeah, really happy to see your book come out and see this whole topic of landing page optimization and, and conversion optimization getting some more attention because uh, I think it's one of the uh, best-kept secrets uh, online generally. Well, I appreciate that. So we're going to go to break here in a bit. And when we come back, I want you to kick ass and, and name names. Let's uh, let's actually call out some of the better and worst uh, content management and e-commerce systems out there that you've had direct experience with. Uh, this has been your host, Tim Ash, uh, for LPO Landing Page Optimization. And we will be back with our guest, Lance Loveday, after this short break. More LPO Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. Hey affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. 
PPC rock stars will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back. This has been your host, Tim Ash, with Landing Page Optimization. And we're back talking to Lance Loveday. And before the break, we were talking about which are the most flexible and most onerous uh, content management systems out there for doing e-commerce catalogs. Lance, you want to call some of them out? Good or bad? (laughs) Do I want to? Sure. Uh, Are you willing to? I'll take a shot. Uh, you know, I've had recent experience with uh, with storefront, uh, and uh, it's just awful, in my opinion. Uh, really, really bad. Um, from just about every perspective, uh, you know, flexibility, uh, ease of use, um, just the, the database structure itself, um, and really specifically, ability to you know create. Um, dynamic landing pages just virtually not there. Mm-hmm. So that, that and, uh, one uh, I've been really a lot of disappointed with. Complain also about Yahoo Store. Um, that's another. I mean, it's it's an old system. It's been out there for many years, and yeah, you know, we've had lots of people approach us about it, and we say, you know, we're, we're just kind of hands off. It's just too hard to work with. Yeah, I'm getting to that point where there there are certain uh, platforms uh, that I just won't touch. And, yeah, those are those are two of them for sure. Um, Any good on, ones that you want to recommend that, that you have like working with? You know, there are a couple. We've had experience with uh, with an open-source platform, uh, Magento, uh, lately that, that I've actually been pretty pretty pleased with. Uh, and it, uh, it's, it's nice not done with some, you know, creating dynamic landing pages and so on, but also has some pretty nice SEO um, capabilities built into it. Um, there's another one uh, called Motivity. <clears throat> uh, that suite is from uh, Blast Advanced Media that, uh, that is very nice that others love uh, for all of those reasons and its, uh, its ease of use. Uh, the interface is just, just really nice from so a, a management Kate, standpoint Kate as well. company, right? Correct. Yeah, that's Cadence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrific product. Uh, all right, well, let's switch gears a little bit. So um, the way that we like to prioritize our landing page tests for catalogs is where is the most value? What percentage of traffic, for instance, passes through a particular page? And because of that, we have chosen to concentrate on the downstream part of the catalog experience. In other words, everybody has to go through a a product detail page, and everybody has to go through a checkout in order for the company to make money. So you're guaranteed to catch everyone if you fix that downstream part of the process. Is that similar to how you approach it? Yes, it is, really. And and what we try to do is take a look at the existing traffic patterns on a site and model out uh, different outcomes, forecast the impact we think we can have at different levels of a site, so your basic e-commerce site, we'll model out saying, all right, what if we think a homepage redesign will increase our throughput by 10%, what, assuming everything else remains constant, what impact does that have on the revenue? Likewise, with a category page, if we increase you know, throughput uh, by you know, 15%, or a product detail page, if we increase add to cart by 10%, 
you know, what impact does that have? And then, you know, lastly, then, you know, check out uh, and cart abandonment. If we, if we increase cart throughput or, or reduce cart abandonment by 20 points, what impact does that have? And more often than not, uh, our experience has been similar to yours, that it's those steps toward the bottom of that funnel that end up yielding the, the greatest return. Uh, so, Lance, let me ask you specifically about um, product detail pages. I know that's been a focus of both uh, your company and ours. Um, do you have any kind of major common problems that you see with them repeatedly, regardless of the kind of catalog it is? And if so, maybe you could talk to some uh, things that typically improve it in a test and show positive results. You know, one, you know, the easy thing to talk about is just sort of uh, what I call you know, clean design. You know, is is there a sense of openness to it, uh, and or is it does it feel cluttered and complex? Uh, another one that, that I'm passionate about is, uh, is there a sense of uh, visual hierarchy? You know, is there a natural resting place for the eye to land initially? You know, ideally that would be obviously, you know, product photo and, and headline. And then associated with that, you know, what is the visual flow? You know, image, headline, price, add to cart button, you know, all of these things should be present, you know, at the, in the initial blink of an eye without someone having to, to think about it. Um, another thing that, that drives me crazy is the uh, required input fields often are so underweighted that it almost begs for user errors. You know, for someone to hit add to cart to only get an error, then telling them that they need to select a size or a quantity or something like that. Uh, and it drives me crazy because, uh, you know, anytime someone experiences an error on a site, you know, I, I like to describe it by saying, you know, users lose a bit of goodwill. And at some point, that bank of goodwill that they have toward that site is, is depleted, and that generally is going to result in, in an abandoned session, uh, which is obviously bad for the, for the retailer in this case. Yeah, so, I want to focus uh, on something that, you that just said. Uh, Steve Krug's book, um, Don't Make Me Think, is, of course, one of the Bibles in, in the field of usability and good web design. One of the things he talks about is a clear visual hierarchy. So I totally agree with you. That's, that's critical. Um, one of the things that we've gone to that's been very effective at the top of product detail pages is a notion of an action block. In other words, you have, of course, a title that spans the whole thing, image off to the left, and on the right is a called-out area with a slightly different background color that has the price, the things you're supposed to select, and, of course, the add-to-cart or call-to-action button. Have you used action blocks in that way before? We have, and it's a variation on uh, uh, another general recommendation of ours is that you know, anytime you have... Um, an, a form or an input uh, or interaction space, it, it is, yes, to apply some level of shading uh, behind that to help draw the eye and focus the eye on that area. Uh, so, uh, yes, we definitely have seen that that uh, has a lift. But I, I tell you that the product page that I am just infatuated with at the moment is, uh, is on the REI site. Uh, and they do something that I think is just, Brilliant. Uh, what they do is something somewhat similar to what we're talking about, but instead of using a, a shaded block there in that, that right space, um, what they have done is they use these step indicators. They just, it's a simple one, two, three, and it's, it's, it's literally, you know, in most cases it's, you know, size, quantity, and then step three is add to cart. But what they did is instead of 
making that one, two, and three um, full black, they they backed it off and graded out a little bit so that it's it's very subtle and doesn't detract from any of the other elements on the page, but still sends that subconscious signal that, hey, here's exactly what you need to do in order to, to shop here and, and add this product to your cart. Uh, and and they've done it in such a very you know clean way that uh, I'm just I'm just enamored of it. I really think it's very intelligent, and I'm certain it works because I know they're passionate about testing. Well, I think after this uh, this airs, there's probably going to be a much higher bounce rate off of the REI page because people will be going there just to check it out and not necessarily to buy anything. Uh, so we're going to come back after this short break, uh, and I want to know more about why obsessiveness can be a good thing. Uh, and and talk about one of your hobbies here that you've lately been very enamored of. This has been Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and we will be back with Lance Loveday after this short break. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. This is Tim Ash coming back from our break on LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Lance, you told me before uh, we, we started recording here that you have lately gotten completely fanatical about a new hobby. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, I have. Uh, I took up cycling a few years ago, and have been riding recreationally for uh, for a while. But uh, I started racing this year, and uh, yeah, it's it's largely taken over my life. Uh, it impacts how I eat, how I sleep, how I spend my time. I, I build my days around uh, my riding and my training schedule now, and uh, I think I drive my my coworkers and colleagues crazy because it's virtually all I talk about uh, other than work. 
<laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I must say, uh, I just saw you at Search Engine Strategies about a week ago in San Jose, and uh, you and Caden were both looking annoyingly fit. And uh, my wife will probably say, you know, why don't you be more like them? Uh, you know, eat less, exercise more. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know that I'd wish it on people. It, it does take a certain uh, uh, kind of uh, obsessiveness to uh, uh, really get into cycling in, in the way that uh, that we have. And, uh, again, I don't know that I'd, it's healthy necessarily at <laughs> the, the level we've taken it to. But well, I do well, enjoy it. Well, I'd say it. that uh, it's, uh, it's been my experience that people have been successful and achieved everything, need a certain drive, and, and that's good, but it needs to be channeled in a particular way. And there seems to be a very high correlation between successful people and some kind of uh, you know physical practice or, or you know, attempt to, to master some kind of area like that. I, I have noticed that as well, and, and uh, yeah, I guess I, I use that uh, perhaps as a rationale for <laughs> for my uh, addictive cycling habit at this point. <laughs> uh, let, let's let's move downstream in our conversion funnel. We've talked about the product detail page. Uh, what kinds of things do people screw up during the checkout process? Oh, uh, that's one of the areas we love to focus on because there's usually so much low-hanging fruit there. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, if we go back to the, the don't make me think concept, is it's that people have to stop and think and, and into it and figure out what it is they're supposed to do next. And, and that is just death to a, a retailer. If people are having to pause and address any points of confusion uh, at that critical point when they're getting ready to, to hand their money over, uh, that's going to impact your conversion, uh, and obviously in a bad way. Uh, so what do people get wrong? Uh, gosh, you know, the, the, the same things generally that, that I talked about on the product page, it's that visual hierarchy, uh, uh, buttons at a very, you know, tactical level, buttons uh, are so critical within the checkout experience, and ideally you've got that big, you know, next or checkout button that's placed in the lower right uh, above the fold, uh, high contrast with a, with a good label on it um, as the obvious next step for someone to take. But more often than not, what we see is sites that have multiple buttons all at the same level, sometimes even just the default you know, standard Windows buttons uh, with somewhat cryptic labels on them uh, that people then have to figure out what to do next with. And, uh, it, I mean, we've seen big lift just from uh, playing with buttons sometimes in the checkout process. So that, that's something I'm, uh, I'm just passionate about. Um, Eliminating the cringe words is another uh, sort of phrase we, we use. People, uh, we, we noticed during user testing, when going through checkout processes, we would actually watch people have a physical reaction when they'd come across certain terms. And then the terms that caused people to cringe were things like register, uh, create an account, log in, anything that required that perceived commitment level that they weren't willing to make at that point. And you can just see the thought process going on in people's minds. It's like, ah, damn it, I don't want a relationship here. I don't want to share my email. I don't want to be bothered after the fact. I'm just trying to buy something. Why are they throwing up this barrier in, in my way? Um, and so we've worked with, with some retailers who didn't even have the flexibility to change their functionality. They, they on the back end, still had to create an account for people but they just referred to it differently and used different terminology. 
and conversion went up dramatically. And then when we followed up with user testing, that, that cringe factor was gone. People just flowed right through the process at that point. And, yeah, of course, conversion went up. And, so, and that's just a language change. I completely uh, agree with what you said. Sounds like there are a lot of low-hanging fruit in that checkout process that most people aren't even aware of because they're just so used to it. But one of my personal pet peeves you've already covered is that the notion that you need to create an account in order to check out. Why don't you just take their money? You know, it, it, it's a it's a silly idea because for the tiny percentage of people that might come back again that might want not want to re-enter their information, you're annoying 100% of your people, like you say, that are opening their wallet. Yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're running short on time. I just want to put in uh, just a, a real strong plug for your book, uh, Web Design for ROI. It's uh, You co-wrote it with uh, Sandra Niehaus, who's uh, one of the other principals in your firm and a terrific lady. has been on our show before. Um, it's a, not only a, a very useful and thoughtful book that uh, has a lot of your, your thinking in it. It's also just a, a beautifully designed physically book, so the medium is the message. Your, your book is very much, I'd say, an, an elegant way to convey information, just like the, the philosophy that you espouse for designing websites. Well, thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. Uh, are you, uh, is your company, are you, are you going to be at any upcoming shows that we should know about? Yeah, I'm going to be speaking at uh, shop.org September 22nd um, on 50 Ways to Make More Money Next Week. Uh, Looking forward to that one. Perfect. Well, in the depths of the recession, we all need that immediate boost to our bottom line. Uh, Thank you again for being on our show. Uh, This has been your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Tune in again next week uh, when we'll have more surprise guests that can make you 50 ways richer in less than a week. (laughs) 